What's in a name? Hello, this is Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. If you are pursuing a military career, you may be interested to know the background of the rank of colonel. As armies grew in size, the number of companies marching together in columns also increased. Since the columns were called colonne in French, the senior officer present came to be known as the colonel, or column commander. Later, these columns became permanent regiments, commanded by lieutenant colonels. What's in a name? Plenty. Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee welcoming you to the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past with the world's most famous personalities. Those memorable moments when everyone listened to enjoy the make-believe world of radio. On this program, we are featuring a complete episode of one of the most popular shows to be heard on the radio during the 40s. Here's Jim and Marion Jordan as... Fibber McGee and Molly! Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick LeGrand, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. In these days of mass production and bargain dress shops, lots of women have never learned how to sew a seam. Or so it would seem... But there's a gal at 79 Wistful Vista who was brought up to see eye to eye with a needle and who always knows where the bodice is buried. Yes, it's Molly McGee of Fibber McGee and Molly. Hey, kiddo. What are you making? Hey, Tootsie. What goes with the throbbing bobbin? Hey. Speaking to me, dearie? Yeah. Let the sewing machine cool off for a minute. My gosh, I haven't heard a singer take so much abuse since Hope started ribbing Crosby. <laughs> what are you making? I'm making a new dress. Watch those patterns, dearie. Don't mess them up. I have them all laid out the way I want them. Oh, Okay. If you change them around, I'm liable to wind up with a gownless evening strap with a drooping placket and five sleeves. <laughs> Look, Dreamboat, why do you have to stab your pretty little lunch hooks full of needle holes? The Bonton still sells dresses. I want to make a dress, dearie. Oh? Besides, at the Bonton, I'd have to wait for a fitting, and I need a new dress this afternoon. This afternoon? What for? Is the fleet in or something? <laughs> now the new president is dropping Harry in. Harry Truman? I... Dropping in here? My gosh, we got to get the piano tuned. <laughs> is, uh, is Margaret coming, too? I never thought we'd no, be... No, no, no. Not President Truman. The new president of Our Ladies Club, Mrs. Armadale. Mrs. Armadale? Mm-hmm. Ain't that the haughty old potato sack that always looks like she was bluffing her way through a reception with a busted garter? <laughs> I think that's a very fair description, McGee. I've never met her myself, but Mrs. Armadale is very important socially in Wistful Vista. Is that a fact? Yeah. Well, curl my pinky and dunk me a crumpet. 
What's so important about her stopping in here? Well, because, dearie, Mrs. Armadale is about to appoint somebody to be a delegate to the ladies' club convention in Chicago. And <laughs> it might be me. You? Go to Chicago? Without me? Oh, no. Oh, it's just for three days. Personally, I don't care too much about going, but it's considered quite an honor to be selected as a delegate. Uh, now then, uh, will you do something for me? Sure, I'll go with you. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I want you to go up in the attic and guess, get my dress form. Your, uh, your dress form? Yes. I'm about ready to start fitting this dress. Well, the dress form is... Well, it ain't in very good shape, kiddo. It's kind of chopped up. It's uh, full of holes. Coming all apart. My dress form? Yeah. What's wrong with it? Why should it be all chopped up? Well, you know that last rainy spell we had? Yeah. Well, I got kind of bored, see, so I thought I'd brush up on the old knife-throwing act I had in Vaudeville. <laughs> Me and Fred Nittany. So the best target I could think of for my knife-throwing act was the... Heavenly days, I hope that isn't Mrs. Armadale already. Peek out the window, McGee, and see who it is. Okay. Hey, has Mrs. Armadale got gray whiskers? Does she wear a navy button in her buttonhole? Not that I know of. Then it's the old-timer. Come on in, old-timer. Oh, hello there, Mr. Old-timer. Hello, daughter! Hello, Johnny! Hey, what's going on here? Looks like you're having a taffeta pull. <laughs> no, Molly's running up a new dress, old-timer. Well, good for you, daughter. Sure like to see a woman make her own clothes. Mama made all us kids' clothes. My sister wore made-over flower sacks all through high school, even. Yeah. Flower sacks? Yep. Come a windy day once, and from then on, my sister was known as Madam XXX. <laughs> Take it all back. She makes your clothes, too? Nope, I inherited mine from Papa. Oh? Peculiar thing about them pants of Papa's, too. I had to bust into a run to get them past the saloon. <laughs> Kind of turn in automatic. <laughs> I'm kind of tired today, though, kids. I've been babysitting all morning. Oh, who's baby? My sister's. He's 11 year old and honorary as a bee stung mule. <laughs> sister's too little to handle him, and his old man is on the road, so I have to go over now and then and sit on him. <laughs> yes, sir, sit on him. I'm I'm the best babysitter they ever had. <laughs> and I kind of I got such sharp hips, you know. <laughs> He finally decided to behave himself, eh? Well, I finally rocked him to sleep, Johnny. Oh? Took a rock as big as my head, but I done it. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm almost too tired to take my piano lesson. Piano? Do you play the piano? Well, not yet, daughter. Got off to a wrong start with my lessons, and I'm just now beginning to get the hang of it. What were you doing wrong? I was trying to play by ear, but oh. it gave me such a headache, I had to start using my hand. <laughs> Come on, McGee, uh? about that dress form. You say it's no good because you used it to practice your knife throwing act? Yeah, gee, I'm sorry, baby. If I'd known you were. Oh, that's going... all right, dearie. You'll do just as well. You're just about my height. Just about my height, and I can correct the measurements as I go along. You mean me? I got to stand here and wear a dress while you... Hush! You demonstrated your knife throwing. Now I'm going to show you my pin throwing act. Yeah, but my gosh, Molly, Hush. what... Take off your coat and hold up your arms. Oh, for the jeep. 
You got this material pinned around me so tight I can't breathe. You got me gasping like a fresh-caught flounder. Well, I have to pin it tight, dearie. You're a lot thicker around the waist than I am, you know. Yeah, I know. I should ought to have put on a girdle. That's what I should ought to have done. A couple of guys at the Elks wear them. Hold still. Do they? Yeah, only they don't call them girdles. They call them potholders. Mm. <laughs> I asked one guy why he wore a girdle, and he says it was for morale. Says it helped him keep a stiff upper lap. Hold your arms up. I want to pin the sides higher. That's it. Doggone it, I wish you weren't going to that convention, kiddo. I suppose you'll have a nice trip, but gee, you know how I am with you gone, Molly. Miserable. <laughs> I says I'm miserable when you're away someplace having fun and I'm home by myself. <laughs> Makes me unhappy just thinking about it. <laughs> you certainly don't sound very well, unhappy. Well, you're tickling me. <laughs> Come in. Oh, McGee, it's Dr. Gamble. Nice to see you, doctor. Well, if it ain't the Princess Flints. Hi, Fatso. Hello, Molly. And good day to... Oh, no. What are you made up for, sack shape? A masquerade Miss Gruesome of 1949? I'm working on a dress for myself, Doctor. He's my dummy. You never spoke a truer word, my dear. <laughs> Although how you can use McGee for a model for a dress for you is beyond me. If you fit that thing to his misshapen contours, it'll come off looking like a pillowcase full of basketballs. Oh, stop trying, Bustle Bucket. Stop trying. My contours are just as shaping as yours any day. Hey, incidentally, what are you doing walking around, Measle Bait? I thought you were supposed to be sick. Yes, how do you feel, Doctor? Are you all well now? Oh, I feel wonderful, Molly. A week's rest in bed was just what I needed. Yeah? I, uh... I managed to drop a little weight while I was sick, if you'll notice, kids. <laughs> yeah, that's swell, Doc. I, I could tell it right away, too. Could you? Could you really? Sure, I could. Yeah. You must have dropped about 40 pounds. Uh-huh. From your chest down onto your stomach. <laughs> now, McGee, stop it. Oh, he makes me tired. See, if you don't mind, Doctor, I wish you'd keep an eye on himself here next week. I'm going to Chicago for a few days to a ladies' club convention. Yeah, how do you like that, Fatso? Leaving me all alone for three whole days. What'll I do? Set fire to the house, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you worry, Molly. I'll keep him busy. In fact, he can help me with an operation tomorrow. I'm to demonstrate a new surgery technique at the hospital. Oh, gee, and I can help you, Doc? Mm -hmm. Oh, swell. What can I do? Hand you the tools? No, all you have to do is just lie still. I'll do the rest. <laughs> so long, kid. Isn't he a sweet old character, dearie? Yeah And nobody's fool either No, he's everybody's <laughs> Nothing exclusive about Doc What's the matter? Oh, I can't get this neckline right, McGee oh. I'm trying for a sort of dreamy drape But so far it's more of a drop-stitch droop <laughs> Turn around, let's see the back of it Like this? Yes, it looks sort of a... Hmm, that's strange I don't remember pinning a bustle into this dress, McGee. Well, <laughs> pardon me for a minute, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> come in. Hello, Molly. Oh, Mr. Wilcox, come in. Hi, pal. How's your... Hey, 
That a dress you've got on, pal? It ain't a Max Senate bathing suit, Junior. He's just modeling it for me, Mr. Wilcox. Molly's leaving for Chicago. Well, I don't blame her. One look at you in that outfit, pal, and I'd scram, too. What's the gag, kids? Well, I'm making myself a new dress, Mr. Wilcox. I expect to go to the ladies' club convention in Chicago next week to represent the Wistful Vista branch. They're quite a nice honor. Swell. That's wonderful, Molly. You were no doubt selected because you're the type of woman that Wistful Vista is proud of. Yep. The type of woman for which the women's clubs of this country have become famous. Yep. You're charming, industrious, intelligent. Oh, now, Mr. Wilcox. <laughs> the type of woman who always knows all the answers. Sure, she knows all the answers. She's heard most of them from me at one time or other. <laughs> Molly is a perfect example of the type of woman who'd never think of trying to run a household without cream wax, for uh -oh. instance. Because she knows how cream wax helps her keep her home beautiful. Yeah. She knows how cream wax cleans as it wax polishes her light-colored woodwork and white kitchen equipment. How did we get way out there? Molly knows that cream wax is different because it polishes with wax instead of oil, and consequently, dust can't cling to it. Yeah, but what that Just like thousands of other smart American housewives, Molly has learned how cream wax gives a rich, mellow luster to her furniture and woodwork, how it keeps her refrigerator gleaming, hey, and hey, all hey, the stuff look, around the... Look. Look, Waxy. Yes, pal. You know Chicago, Junior. What do you think makes that town so popular? Well, that's simple, pal. The location. People flock there because it's located in such a great spot. Oh, you mean on the lake, Mr. Wilcox? Lake? I never noticed the lake, Molly, but just think Chicago's only 60 miles from Racine. Oh. What a spot. Have fun, Molly. So long, pal. <laughs> fun, he says. A happy, carefree chuckle, and he's on his merry way. <laughs> Why shouldn't he be happy? His wife is staying home with him. Mm-hmm. Let me move this pin here a little. The hem is sagging again. Well, what about me? Three dreary days all by myself. Three days of lonely wandering. From the Elks to the bowling alley and back to the Elks. <laughs> I wish you wouldn't feel so badly about this thing, McGee, but it is an honor, and I really should go if Mrs. Armadale asks me to, because... Oh, dear, another interruption. Mm. Don't sit down now, McGee. You're full of pins. Dad ratted, why don't people leave us alone? If I have to stand here in this taffeta toga much longer, I'll... Come in. Oh, it's the janitor from the Elks, McGee. Oh. Come in, Ollie. I should have got this dressed off first. Doggone it, I don't want to... Oh, hi, Ollie. Hello, McGee. Hello, Mrs. I used to come by on my lunch hour. You see, I'm helping Mrs. McGee make a dress, Ollie. This, this dress here, see? <laughs> That's how come I got a dress on, see? I'm, I'm helping her make it, see? Uh, you ever help your wife make a dress, Ollie? I'm no color girl, McGee. Used to janitor. <laughs> I come by to bring you a message. I don't have to come, you know. I, I'm on my own time, McGee. Well, that's very nice of you, Ollie. I'm sure Mr. McGee will pay you for your time. I you... don't expect pay when I do errand for McGee. I know when I start, I'm just donating my time. <laughs> Good. What's the message? Let's have it. Well, you asked me to tell you when the last numbers was coming up on the Elks punch board. I watched the punch board. Yeah, it's coming up, huh? Oh, hey, help me get this dress off, Molly. I gotta rush down there. The last punch wins a radio. You should have phoned me, Ollie. Somebody will punch it before I can now, get it. A... Don't bust your buttons, McGee. Nobody's gonna punch it. Are you sure they won't, Ollie? Sure, I'm sure. I watched the board. I punched the last number myself. <laughs> what? You won the radio? Sure, but don't get excited, McGee. The Elks had that punch board so long the radio was used to crystal set. Well, thanks for coming over to tell McGee, Ollie. It was very thoughtful of you. Thoughtful, my clavicle. He stole my idea and took the last punch himself. Anybody steal ideas from you, McGee? It's only petty larceny. And I apologize to the Larsons for saying so. 
Well, I still think it was a dirty trick. I don't have to come over and tell you, McGee, you know. I'm making no money on my lunch hour. I'm just donating my time. Yes, he is, McGee, and you should do I go some... out the side door, missus. I say... Oh, no, not that door. Oh. No, no, that's the horse. I don't go... longer do I have to keep this dress on? I sure feel silly. Standing here with my pants legs rolled up in this Not dress. much longer now, dearie. I've got the hem just about right now, but the sleeves still need a little something. They must be leg of mutton sleeves. I never felt so sheepish in my life. <laughs> McGee, stop dropping cigar ashes on. Oh, well. Here, use an ashtray. Okay. Besides, Mrs. Armadale will be here any time now. Heavenly days, maybe that's... Oh, well. Come in. Relax, kiddo. It's just Latrivia. Hi, Latrib. Hello, Mr. Mayor. Hello, Molly. Hello, McGee. Well, that's a very pretty dress you have on, McGee. Did the Elks run out of women for their Wednesday square dance? <laughs> oh, cut it out, will you? I'm just modeling this thing for Molly because her dressmaker's form is no good. It's a wreck. Well, I've never met Molly's dressmaker, but if her form is any more of a wreck than you... Oh! Oh, you mean her dress form. Her dummy. Oh. Yes, I may go to Chicago for a few days, Mr. Mayor, and I'm whipping myself up a new frock. Yeah. Uh, say, <clears throat> does Miss Tremaine ever make any of her own clothes? She always looks so nice. Oh, yes, yes. In fact, she used to make all her own clothes when she was just starting out on stage. Uh -huh. A young actress has to save money wherever she can, of course. You said it. Where did Fifi save her money, Latrev? In a makeup box, piggy bank, top for stocking, or... Well, no, I... I knew a juvenile one time who used to paste $20 bills under his toupee. <laughs> he got so rich playing romantic leaves that he wore a size 12 hat and finally said... <laughs> now, McGee, hold still. I want to put another pin in here. <laughs> I can't. Anyway, as I was saying, Fifi had rather hard going in those early days. Yeah. Yes, she tough. really had to economize and everything. <laughs> yeah. On, uh, on trains, for instance, she usually took an upper berth because it was lower. What was that again, Latrip? I said Fifi often bought an upper because it was lower. You mean the lower berth was higher? <laughs> higher than the upper berth, yes. Now, wait a minute, Latrip. I ain't any Einstein at arithmetic, so you better break this thing down for me. Which was lower, the lower or the upper? The upper was lower. Well, if the uppers are lower, why do they use those little ladders to get into the uppers? Why? Because they're higher than the lowers. You said the lowers were higher. No, no, not higher. No, I, I meant they were more. More what? More higher, you mean. <laughs> How much more higher than the uppers are the lowers, Latrib? Because the lowers are... Oh, all... stop it. Huh? <laughs> You're deliberately trying to confuse the issue. What? I merely stated that Miss Tremaine... Now, 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 relax, Mr. Mayor. <laughs> Leave us not shriek at each other. Let's argue this out quietly. Very well. <laughs> Why, certainly. We've all traveled on trains. Why, sure. We all know we got two kinds of berths in a train, uppers and lowers. People who are on their uppers can't ride on the lowers because the lowers are higher than the uppers, right? <laughs> 
yes. Uh, but so Miss has... Tremaine could just as well have had a lower. Good. <laughs> because if the uppers were lower than the lowers, then the lowers would be higher than the uppers. And the upper would then be the lower because... Sure. I didn't say Fifi lowered a higher upper. Huh? Higher the lower heaper. Huh? I mean... When I said the hoopers were in the lipper than the lower people, if she climbed into an upper ladder on a lower dipper, hopped into a loper when the lipper was snipping, had the pipper in the lopping, popper, popper, dipper, hop, boop, height, huge, we wouldn't. McGee? Yes, boy? Can you move around all right in that skirt? Oh, sure, why? Well, I just wanted to know if you could circulate all right. You know that yesterday was the first day of spring. Oh, it wasn't that, wasn't it? So what, Latreff? Well, it affects me like it does a tree. If the sap can circulate sufficiently, the tree leaves. Good day. I'll bet he meant something by that. I bet he did too. Now look, dearie, I'm almost through. Okay. Will you promise to stand still and not burn a hole in that dress with your cigar if I run upstairs and get my pinking shears? Sure, sure, sure. Anything you say if you'll just get me out of this thing. Well, it's almost finished, dearie, and you've been awful good about it. Now, don't jump around, and I'll be right back. Now, take your time, kiddo, and hurry up. Ah, there goes a good kid. I sure hope she don't go to that convention in Chicago. When she's away, all I ever eat is coffee and donuts. I get the heartburn so bad you could fry an egg on my chest. <laughs> But if she wants to go, and I don't think she does... Oh, now who in the... Come in. How do you do, Mrs. McGee? I am Mrs. Armadale. Oh, oh, oh hi, Mrs. Armadale, but you're a trifle mistaken. I have come, Mrs. McGee, to ask you to represent our ladies' club at the... Oh! Is that a cigar you're smoking? Well, what does it smell like, a cinnamon stick? <laughs> oh, this is dreadful. Smoking cigars. A short haircut, tennis shoes. Yeah, but look, oh, Mrs. Oh, why didn't somebody tell me? No. Oh, please, just forget that I called Mrs. McGee. Good day. You? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you know? <laughs> she thought I was my wife. <laughs> hey, Molly, I just fixed things for you, kiddo. You don't have to go to Chicago after all. <laughs> Well, that wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. I hope you've enjoyed the past half hour. And here's a thought to remember. Reduced fare airline travel for Navy and Marine Corps personnel on leave is on a first-come, first-served basis. You'll be boarded in order of your check-in time. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you back next time for more great moments from radio programs of the past. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio Service.